Welcome to the Soybean Pod, brought to you by South Dakota soybean farmers and their checkoff. I'm Tom Stever, discussing the incredible soybean, the people who grow it, and why that crop is so important. Crop protection companies are working cooperatively to help farmers preserve pollinators. In this edition of the Soybean Pod, we're talking with representatives of competing companies, Dr. Frank Wong of Bayer Crop Science and Eric Ott of Valent USA about the industry-wide Be Sure campaign. It's a push for farmers to be proactive in protecting pollinators while using crop protection products. And yes, it involves reading labels. I'm Frank Wong. I am one of the U.S. Industry Affairs leads for Bayer Crop Science. And basically, my responsibility is to work in partnerships with the grower organizations here in the U.S. just to solve any policy issues that impact both Bayer Crop Science and the grower groups at the same time. Dr. Wong, let's talk about farmers' responsibilities as far as avoiding harm to uh, pollinators. What should they be thinking about in that regard? Tom, it is the most onerous thing to say, folks, read the label, because it's almost like saying, hey, why don't you give me an analysis of war and peace? It's not necessarily the funnest thing to do, but for lack of a better term, the label is the law. And I think with the tools that we have in agriculture, we have a real responsibility to stewarding those products properly and paying attention to what's on the label is the most important thing. It's got all the things that you'd need there as far as like potential environmental impacts, non-target impacts, use directions, rates, so on and so forth. And again, I know it's boring to say make sure to follow the label, but that is just such an important responsibility as far as using crop protection tools. Aside from, as you said, reading the label is probably the last thing that they want to hear, but what are some of the practices that would go into that? Mm. When we're talking specifically about soybeans, and I think when you're looking at just starting from the first part of the season, using treated seed, again, that's a big part of integrated pest management programs, really just paying attention to, first of all, using the proper products that are applicable for your pest issues, because I know you can have a, a number of different seed treatments for the different pests that you have available are causing you issues. Really making sure that you're using the proper seeding rate, proper varieties, and also on top of that, when you're really doing the planting, an important thing to, to think about is just making sure that dust issues are mitigated. So that goes from using the latest and greatest equipment as far as planting technology that reduces any potential seed dusting off or using seed lubricants or or other adjuvants or fluency agents that also uh, allow for the reduction of any kind of dust that might cause uh, non-target effects. Another thing when you talk about seed treatment is really besides planting the seed in in a responsible manner, disposing of excess seed properly. You know, whether that's a seed spill or you just have extra seed. And again, you know, whether it's collecting the seed or burying it at the proper depth or just making sure that if you have extra product that, that it's returned into the channel properly, those are important things to think about seed treatment stewardship. When you go later in the season, you talk about foliar applications, you really, really want to focus on runoff 
and drift. So again, using the proper nozzle selection, you know, not applying during high wind type situations or inversion events, things like that. Again, things that are on the label. I hate to bring it back to that war and peace type document, but really keeping in mind that the most effective place for those crop protection tools to be is in the field where they're going to hit the pests that you need to control and not off-site is really the thing to keep in mind. So, so preventing any kind of off-site movement, non-target effects is really something we want to focus on. To put it in perspective for farmers, what's the importance of protecting pollinators and following these rules? Yeah, certainly growers and farmers have a implicit partnership with the land, right? And protecting biodiversity and protecting non-target organisms is a big part of those stewardship efforts and, and conservation efforts. And so essentially, we really depend on that pollinator biodiversity to help us grow our crops. And so again, keeping your pesticides and crop protection tools where they're needed and not in areas in habitat or other areas where they would be negatively impacting pollinators is really important because again going back to the statistics you know one in three bites of food that we eat are dependent on pollinators so we want to make sure to keep our tools where they're doing the most good and away from areas where they're doing things that we don't want them to do. Eric Ott, Field Market Development Specialist with Valent USA. Protecting pollinators is important for several reasons. One of the reasons being that a lot of crops that are grown, whether that's apples, peaches, a lot of the vegetable crops, all require pollination and protecting those pollinators will ensure a better food supply now and in the future, as well as maintaining just general biodiversity of in the wild. First is growers following the label directions on the product they're using. That protects them, protects others, and protects the environment around them. And two, just watching some of the environmental conditions when they're applying, whether that's if it's too windy to apply, there's an inversion, just reducing off-target applications. What changes have been made that make it more possible for farmers to farm with this conservation in mind, either in the chemistry, the products themselves, or in the methods? Yeah, so some of it's the equipment, better equipment for application, to better technology to keep the applications on target, whether that's on the seed or in the adjuvants of the actual foliar applications, and just a better understanding of how weather conditions can affect efficacy as well as off-target movement. Can you speak about the concept of the Be Sure campaign specifically? Yeah, the Be Sure campaign is a campaign that's a collaboration between several other manufacturers to be sure that we recommend and stay on label with all of the neonicotinoid crop protection type applications, whether that's seed or foliar. Yes. Be Sure is a really neat program. And if you look at the member companies that are involved, you know, Bayer, BASF, Valent, Mitsui, Gowan, and PBI, it's very... Um, very cool, for lack of a better term, to see all of these companies and restaurants come together for a common cause 
to recognize the importance of pesticide stewardship. Because what we're seeing from our colleagues at the US EPA, they're really charged to help protect the environment. And so what we are really seeing is a lot of public pressure for the agency to restrict or potentially get rid of tools that farmers really need. So we were really appreciative of the EPA kind of recognizing that voluntary stewardship programs like Be Sure have an impact. And we'd really like to see a lot of the pesticide use responsibility being taken seriously by the grower community. So again, Be Sure, as far as a voluntary type stewardship program, we think has a lot of advantages to that because it really allows the grower who knows best as far as deploying crop protection tools to make the right decisions in order to keep those products from impacting non-targets. Dr. Frank Wong of Bayer Crop Science and Eric Ott of Valent USA. There's more information at the website growingmatters.org slash be sure. The Soybean Pod, available wherever you get your podcasts, is brought to you by South Dakota Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. I'm Tom Stever.